Visit LegalZoom.com to save on your legal needs, like wills for $69, LLCs for $99 plus filing fees, and also get access to a network of legal plan attorneys for guidance. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but provides self-help services at your specific direction. Enter discount code Allison for more savings at LegalZoom.com. That's discount code Allison. This is Corolla Digital. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the show. And if you like what you're hearing, which, come on, let's face it, you do. Make sure to tell a friend. You can find us on iTunes, the app, or my site, AllisonRosen.com. Hello, my little circus peanuts. It's me, Allison. I think I've used circus peanuts before, and as as we were counting down to me about to talk, a whole flurry of carbs went through my head, which is like what happens to me sometimes anyway. And for a second, I thought, are there such things as miniature croissants? Yes. Really? Yeah. I just little guys. I should have gone. I should have gone with that. Anyway, welcome to another Thursday episode. We're all here. Gary's here. Hey, guys. Matt. What's up? Hello, Chris. What's up? And Jenna. Hello. And before the show was starting, before the storm of carbohydrates in my head, I was saying to Jenna that I am dying to see the photos of her <laughs> performing on the stage that rises from the ground at Lagoon, the Six Flags of Utah, and photos of her... Um, before she started bleaching her hair. Oh, so yes, yeah. I have Not, some. There, we will have them. They're Wait, in the vault. So today's Throwback Thursday. Oh yeah, Allison Rosen. Oh, that's right. Wow. Shoot, perfect. Okay. I'll send it. those pictures and sure. a whole bunch of stuff to get to. But I just remembered a thing that I had forgotten, but had remembered before. You know those things that won't stick in your head. Here's one. This is our Halloween episode. Woo! <laughs> happy <laughs> yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. Two things. On Twitter, someone said to me, it's hallow, not Halloween. That I mean, I didn't hear them say it, but that's right. what their the letters said. Um, and then they next tweeted, um, but, you know, still a huge fan. Oh, wait, but they can still do this. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Just gently. Just a gentle yeah. fucking. Mm-hmm. How do you guys say it? Halloween. I definitely say it wrong. <laughs> um, ha- Halloween. Jenna? Halloween. Wait, do it again. Halloween. She's oh, you're, prof- you're pro- yeah. But I'm, I'm you're a, a country profesh- girl. But you're a professional voiceover artist. <laughs> <laughs> we should go with how you say I'd it. I'd get in trouble otherwise, yeah. How do you say it, Gary? Halloween. Okay. So all of us say it the way that I say it, except for Jenna, which might be. Jenna's not from SoCal, right? I am not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So totally do you different. say hallway? <laughs> I don't. I say hallway. Like a hall. I like cough drop. I think was it All Hallows Eve? Right. Hallows. That's Hallows. <laughs> I think that sounds creepier than Halloween. Like that. It should, we should be saying that more. Yeah. It's hard to have a holiday with three words in it, though. Like Valentine's Day. Got it. St. Patrick's Day. What? You lost me. Saint Patrick, what? <laughs> yeah. <I> just, <laughs> who's Patrick? <laughs> right. right. And then we're saying Eve instead of day. I mean, come on, Chris. What are you crazy? Are right. there any Sorry. popular holidays <laughs> that are that are three words? That's Besides really got me Cinco thinking. Cinco de Mayo. Does yeah. That count? No. No. 
Um, How lazy are you? Where you <laughs> it's three words, so you don't even want to call it that. Now listen, I got I got a lot of time that is important to me. <laughs> well, I'm not going to spend it saying three words or more for holidays. Right. Are you pronouncing the spaces? Because All Hallows Eve or Hallows um, or Halloween, Halloween. I mean, this my, it's, my, it's my fuck you Halloween voice. Halloween. Um, the same amount of syllables. <clears throat> Like I remember, yeah. I remember I had a friend who whose big movement was that he wanted people to say instead of back in the day, he wanted them to start saying B I T D, <laughs> and then someone else pointed out, but it doesn't save you any time right. because they're all one syllable. <laughs> right. Anyway, though, I uh, I was unaware that the Saturday that we just had was the national observance of Halloween. I didn't even get invited to a Halloween party. That's how much I am off the social grid. It's kind of alarming. I didn't realize that this is when everyone celebrated it until I looked at Instagram and everyone who Instagrammed a photo went to a costume party. Did you guys do anything? Yes, but the rule is – Everyone did. The rule is if Halloween does does not fall on a uh, weekend, then it's always the weekend before. Who made this rule? Probably a lot of drunk people or yeah. people who want to be drunk and not go to work the next day. Correct. Yeah, but why wouldn't it – now, I wasn't aware that it's not acceptable to celebrate it on the Saturday after Halloween. It just <laughs> It's kind of like a weird – I don't know. I guess with – I think for most holidays, it's really hard to celebrate it after it's passed. I for, guess it just feels – It just feels it just, weird. The yeah, candy's right. half price. Yeah. It's just not as exciting. I'm in, yeah. I'm in full Thanksgiving mode November 1st. Like right. I don't want to – I don't right. look back. Right, right. Yeah, like Christmas. All the Christmas parties are beforehand. Mm-hmm. So everyone here went to a Halloween party? Mine was like a church party that I, got, I had to go to because I was asked to go to. So mine didn't really count. It was I, like for kids. I went to, I'm remembering right now, I went to a Mormon haunted house. So when I was growing up, my best friend was Mormon. And I went to a, a haunted house thing at her church. They made a haunted house in yes. a church? Is, is that something that wouldn't no. be done? Actually, that sounds really fun. Maybe I wish we a, would do that. Maybe it wasn't in a church. But I, maybe it was like a big, I don't know. It was somewhere that she went for a Mormon Was it stuff. scary? Um, not particularly because <laughs> I'm, I really don't like haunted houses at all. And I think I could handle that one. Yeah, I imagine it wasn't that scary. It was like, zombie Donnie and Marie. You know, it's like, I can't imagine what is so scary about Mormons. So what did you dress as? I dressed as a Diet Coke. Oh, I said, that's right. Mm-hmm. I saw it. I loved that. A Diet Coke drinking a Diet Coke. Cannibalism. Cannibalism. Yeah. Nice. Where does one get a Diet Coke costume? Amazon. Perfect. Yeah. And if you want one, click through the banner. That's right. That's right. Get, get a head start on next year. Do they have other kinds of sodas I as well? I think so. I did Diet Coke because I actually used the costume for a joke that I played on my mom who loves Diet Coke. And for her birthday, my husband and I dressed up as her favorite things. <laughs> what did he dress up as? He dressed up as a graham cracker. <laughs> <laughs> my mom loves Diet Coke and graham cracker. That's what she like exists off of. <laughs> and so we dressed up like that and gave her this big present and made this video for it and everything. So anyway, I reused the costume. But it's awesome. You just throw it on. You don't even, it doesn't even matter what you wear underneath. It's you awesome. can be bloated. Not that you were at all, but I'm no, just saying. Yeah, it's a very can, forgiving exactly. costume. Wait, what was, was the present that you gave your mom? Diet Coke and graham crackers? We gave her that. We also gave her all, – all my presents to my mom were food-related. Well, we did make her a video where I figured out how to put her face 
on like a movie. So I put her head on the Titanic part of the movie where they're on the front of the boat. The king, king of the world. Of the world. Yeah. But she because she's single and she has a huge crush on, crush on Huey Lewis. So I put <laughs> Huey Lewis's head <laughs> on Leonardo DiCaprio in my head. I mean her head, excuse me, on Kate Winslet and then had them floating through. And then Alan, my husband, she has a pan flute in her house and my husband's always trying to play it. So he actually recorded the Titanic theme yes. song on the pan flute Wow! with my piano accompaniment. And we made this big production. And then That's we gave amazing. her a case of Pringles because we told her because she used to eat Pringles when I was little. And then she moved to graham crackers. Natural then we shift. gave her. She turned 60. It was a big birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so exciting. You had, yeah. She had to give her Pringles. Oh, yeah. So we gave her a case of Pringles, a big case. Amazon as well. Nice. Yeah. Wow. And what what do you guys do for get- Jenna's mom's birthday? <laughs> yeah, I was unaware that it was her, her birthday. <laughs> um, I'll be working on a video for next year. I'm, I'm ordering graham crackers right now. <laughs> Click through the banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com, and it doesn't help cost you anything oh. extra, but it does help the show. Gary, did you go to a party? Uh kind of. It wasn't it wasn't really Halloween themed. It was just a bunch of people hanging out. Did you dress up though? I did not. Okay. Most people didn't. There was like two people that were dressed up, and I was glad I wasn't one of them. Oh, I like to. Hear, I like when the people who dress up are the ones who are the yeah. freaks. No, they weren't. Okay. they weren't. But they freaks. Were, they were not the freaks. Just, I mean, my friend Chris Loxamana would probably do that. And listen, those people were probably having more fun than anyone. What were they dressed as? Um, nothing that great. One of them, I think, one of them was dressed as like a zombie golfer, and another one was dressed as. Like a basketball player of some sorts. That doesn't sound very fun. Great, great costumes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wasn't a lot. Matt, what'd you do? I went into Hollywood, went bar hopping with my girlfriend and my sister. And what did you dress as? Uh, my girlfriend and I went as the two main characters from True Romance. You seen oh that yeah, movie? I saw. So, I think I saw, did you? Do you? Are you on Instagram? No, but I'm, I put Twitter. I yeah, Twitter I think photo. I saw a photo of you guys. And I was yeah, like, you yeah. guys are so cute. Yeah, it was fun. You're just so cute. Unless I was looking at a picture of you and your sister, in which case you're also cute. But uh, thank you, but I did not pick, post a picture of my sister and I. Okay, just me and the girl. Yeah, um, cute. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. So. We just went around to a few different bars in Hollywood. Actually, my sister recently moved back to L.A., and she hasn't really done any of the Hollywood bars before. So I thought it was a good excuse. And there was a million people out just in costumes doing right, their own little it's pub crawls. Halloween. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so a lot of the bars that we normally go to were just – I mean, they were just filled with costume douchebags. So we didn't go to those places. But uh, there's enough kind of laid-back lounges. So had a fun night doing that. Nice. And what, Chris? What qualifies a costume douchebag specifically? It's like a smell. You don't even need to see the costumes. You just Whoa. you just can tell. It's like you kind of like them? dudes wearing uh, like zombie golfers and basketball costumes, <laughs> something like that. I actually i um i was so Daniel and I were looking at some wedding venues over the weekend on Saturday. That's why I wasn't well, also because I wasn't invited to a party, but and I had no idea that this was Halloween, faux Halloween. But anyway, that's what we were doing, and so. We were taking a break at this hotel, and there was another wedding going on, and there were um, like people, you know, involved in the wedding, kind of gathering at the bar, and it was daytime. And there was this couple. Oh wait, no, this couple. Sorry, I don't know who I'm turning into. I'm turning into someone who is not telling stories well, but it's because there's so many douchebags that my brain is there's douchebags pinging around my brain. But I was about. To, I'm focusing on a different one. There were two people. They weren't dressed up, but they were both wearing sunglasses indoors, and they just looked like assholes. And I looked at the guy, and I was like, everyone is a douchebag. No, and I, and I thought – but they looked very hip also. 
And I just thought, I'm, I feel so outside of what is considered hip and cool anymore that maybe this is what people are supposed to look like. Um, and so I looked and I thought, God, he just looks like a douchebag. Maybe I just hate everyone. It wasn't the most Allison Rosen is your new best friend kind of thought. Yeah. <laughs> And but then that feeling just kind of glommed on to the the next guy over who um, was wearing sunglasses indoors and kind of looked like a dick. Now my costume called for wearing sunglasses indoors. So I don't really have I, a thing against sunglasses indoors okay. in general. These, pe- but uh, what made me think of it was was douchebag costume douchebags. Yeah, yeah. These people were just plain clothes douchebags. Gotcha. A lot more common. Yeah, there are plenty and of those. Probably too. worse. Yeah. Maybe. And, and then this guy out of nowhere – so I'm sitting there and those are the thoughts going through my head so you can imagine the look on my face. It was probably really un- not inviting. And then all of a sudden like out of nowhere, this guy pops up and he goes, big fan. And then he walks away and I was like <gasps> – and then I did that thing which is where I want to stalk my fans. Like hey, come back. Do you want an autograph? Want to take a picture? Blah, blah, blah. No need to leave so soon. And that actually – then I, I put a smile on my face because I'm like – People they know. <laughs> I, I'm not invisible. I mean, I am. But anyway, that was nice. So I guess what I'm saying is, people, if you see me uh, and you approach me, you don't don't you don't have to feel like just like hey, but and then go. I'm nice and uh, I'm willing to talk longer. So That's just good. putting that out there. Thank you, Chris. What'd you do? You're oh. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, first off, went back to you calling the people who who wear costumes at a non-costume party freaks that did happen to me and I, I i have told this on air where i walked into a party dressed as albert einstein and i was the only one dressed um because she had her going away party the saturday before halloween again and um and i guess none of them knew the unspoken rule that that was that that was a halloween party they're supposed to know they're supposed to know and they didn't know they're they're all just lame they were all douchebags and i was the cool one um did you feel like the cool one no <laughs> <laughs> Um, this, this, this year I, I went to a party. I was a, uh, 1920s newsboy. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I only did it because I already had most of the clothes lying around. It was a very lazy costume. Um, I only just bought the, the newsy cap for mm-hmm. like 10 bucks and everything else I already had lying around. Um, yeah, so. Did you wear knickers? The knickers and suspenders? Was gonna, that? Yeah. I'm sorry. I wore suspenders. You got a lot of 1920s garbs sitting around? <laughs> yes, yeah, explain. I, I do have some weird... <laughs> I have some weird clothes because um, my friend, he works at a warehouse where like um, like when Black Eyed Peas goes on tour or like all these big bands go on tour, they all keep their gear and all their costumes and all their wardrobes at his warehouse. And um, and there was like some Broadway play that were, they were going to throw away all their clothes. And before they threw them all away, I searched through them. I think it was like a Beethoven. That's so cool. Play, or How like fun. It was all just wait crazy outfits and i grabbed a bunch of them and i threw them in the back of my car and like and they were weird clothes and i remember uh the next day i had to drive mike lynch over to amalfi <laughs> and he gets in my car and he just looks in the back and you know i do that i can explain and he just stops and i, d- I don't want to know just, dri- <laughs> just drive to amalfi please like i don't want to know but because i got all those clothes for free and some of them had uh like the suspenders and they're actually braces not suspenders what is the difference Suspenders are like they're skinnier and they have uh, clips. Braces, you actually they have like but you have to have buttons in your pants, like special pants. Uh, they're sort of like a uh, what Larry King wears are braces, like those thick one, those thick straps, or like what you see like cops wearing, I, I guess, are braces. Suspenders are like the skinny, right? Skinny straps. So, but they both serve the same function. 
to allow you to play ska music. <laughs> <laughs> and to hold up your pants. Yeah. So it's sort of like old-timey garters versus um, something else. Yeah. I don't even think suspenders really hold up your pants anymore. Like uh, because the ones I see people wearing, they're just really skinny with little just decoration, little clips. Yeah, <sighs> that's even worse. Yeah. Um. Well, I th- okay. So there's something I want to talk about, but then we also have iTunes comments and an email and all sorts of stuff. But I'll just first I will briefly go into this, which is I've come to realize, and it's way too late in my life for me to realize this. I commun- at times communicate in a way that is so indirect. It's maddening to other people and also to me. For example, and I'm really, I'm really working on becoming better at it. But around the house, I'll say something like, um, like Oliver probably needs to go out. Oliver's the dog. And then Daniel will say, oh, do you think I should take him out? And I'll be like, oh, would you? That'd be great. Or I'll say, you know, we'll sit down to eat dinner on the couch in front of the television because we're civilized like that. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, are there any paper towels in here? And then he'll get up and get them or like a myriad things like that. And the thing is, the reason I'm phrasing it that way is because to my mind, that's somehow more polite than actually saying, hey, would you mind? Da, 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 da. And because it, there's no reason that I can't do these things myself. It's more like I'm just floating the idea out there to see if he goes for it. Um, but I think that actually that really indirect, oblique manner of speaking makes the other person feel more pressured to do it than if you just say to them, hey, would you mind doing this? Because if you give someone the respect of saying, hey, would you mind doing da-da-da, they can either say, yes, no problem, or they could be like, oh, you know what, I'm right in the middle of not doing that, that, versus this sort of hinting thing. Um, And I... I have parents who are can be very indirect at times too to the point where you're like, what are you saying? Like I feel pressure but I don't know – like I feel like there's an expectation. I don't know what it is though. Please just – and I am driven nuts by people who don't articulate themselves when they want something specific. And I'm like I feel – I feel like I'm getting mixed messages. I don't know. Like it, that, that in particular kind of drives me nuts. Um, so I don't know if I've just picked it up or if I feel like I don't have the right to actually say something or if I'm not taking responsibility for requesting something. Or if it's a female thing or if I don't want to seem bossy or if it's just a me thing. Like, do, do you guys have this at all? I feel like it's a girl thing. It might be. Um, yeah, because I feel girls have, like, some weird sense where they expect, like, they expect the person to know what they're saying without having to say it's the whole It's sort thing. of a code, yeah. I guess. Except that I'm not sitting here thinking I'm going to say it this way and he's going to know what I mean. It's a, it doesn't go that far in my head. It's just more like I'm sort of afraid to actually ask. I feel like it would be rude to ask for it. And so it just comes out in this way. And yet I'm become I'm yeah, I'm I'm becoming aware that that's more rude. Like that act because he doesn't hear it and think, "Oh, I have the option." Instead, I think it's sort of like I don't know if you guys have moms that do this, but my mom, you know, growing up would be like be nice if someone did the dishes and you're just like okay she's she's on her way to being mad about it and it just feels like oh shit someone's in trouble and i think that i don't know but see daniel is a people pleaser and i am too and so he hears that kind of code in there and like he snaps to attention and does something um i'm wondering if everyone responds to that indirect stuff or if it's just that our uh like manner of speaking and manner of being are kind of locking into each other 
I think everybody does it. I was tempted to also say that it might be a girl thing, but I don't I don't know if that's necessarily being fair because I feel like I've done that to like my roommates. I think it's a comfort thing. When you're really comfortable with somebody, you can be more passive about mm-hmm. something like that, like the housework. I don't think that Daniel necessarily thinks of it as something rude that you're saying. I think I have a very similar personality type, and I know that if someone says something like that to me, I'm just like, oh, yeah, sure, and I'll just get up and do it, just like an automatic thing. But I like that you're realizing that it is sort of a weird, indirect thing, I get it a lot. Yeah, because wouldn't you prefer – doesn't it feel better to you if they actually just ask you directly? Yeah, I prefer that. Yeah. Way better. Why is that, though? Like, why do we feel like we don't have a – why do we feel like we're given more choice when we're actually asked? Because it feels rude if someone's if you're if, okay. So like in the scenario you presented, where you guys are sitting down at the dinner to classily watch TV and eat dinner, <laughs> and you go, "Are there any paper towels in here?" It's rude to say no, right? Because obviously the implication is, "Well, I wish there were some," and now I'm going to have to stand up and go get them if you were to say no. I think <laughs> yeah. that's the difference. I I think whereas, so too. Yeah. Whereas if somebody's asking you a favor and you can say, you know, I, and you can present a reason why not. Right. Like there's no right, there's like, no no because if the question is are there paper towels in here? Yeah. Right. Right. Which so it's so it's unfair of me to be saying it that way when I could just get up and get them myself. That's ultimately what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's not that you should be saying it in a different way, it's that you can do it. Yeah. But I, I think. think the question, no, you're right. I think I it like goes that. back to the <laughs> to the comfort thing too. Because if someone I doesn't I I doesn't like, if someone I don't like says to me, "Are there any paper towels in here?" I'm going to be way more annoyed than if someone I really like and care for says, "Are there?" You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It totally comes down to I think the comfort level. Whereas, like, if someone a stranger or someone who I just don't like anyway says that to me, I'm going to be like, ugh. That person. Well, that but I know I do this too a lot. And I do it a lot with opinions too. Like, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. What do you want? Even though in my head I already kind of know what I want. Yes. But you're somehow, just feeling it right. out. Yeah. No, I think, <laughs> I think it's – and this might be a, a female – I wonder if it's a female thing. It's like not wanting to take responsibility for making the decision or for – because I'd rather say, what do you want for dinner, even though I already know. And I'd rather have him say what he wants and then if it's what I want – and then it's like, oh, yay. Exactly. I, but exactly. I don't know why. You don't want to take responsibility for like a bad decision? Is that what you're saying? Or just any decision? For maybe forget. Like I'd rather, I'd rather indirectly get my way. Yep. I now, is that, so that, that yes. we, is, is that so that we is that so we have more cards to play later on? I don't know. By the way, these are not. It's uh, <laughs> literally what I, in my mind right now. Why? Sorry, girls. Because this idea of <laughs> I want I know what I want for dinner, but I don't want to say it. I would love for him to say what I want for dinner, and then I'll be like, Oh my god, I want the same thing for dinner. Can I say something though? These are not <laughs> conscious thoughts. I am trying to articulate something that I think that a lot of people automatically do that I'm oh, becoming aware do. of. I it's not like I sit there <laughs> the and fact I'm that like, they're not conscious does not make it any easier for us. I know, I know, but. They know they I'm do just it. saying I'm not. <laughs> I don't I'm not, think most of them do. Allison, I think is I'm more. I'm trying to become aware yes. of this. Yeah, and I commend I you. I commend you for that. You. By the way, I, I don't, I don't think they sit all there know. and think I'm going to play mind games with him no. at all. It's not that. It's just. It's you know what it is. It's there's something I want. The other person might not want that, but at the same time, I'm trying to be polite, and the polite thing to do is to find out what it is that they want. Like Daniel once said to me. 
that I become very morose when I'm trying to make a decision, which is true. Like decision making, that's something I've been talking about for a while. And I'm actually getting better at it. But decision making at times can be very difficult for me. And what he notices, I become morose when I, what he said is when I sort of know what I want, but I think that I'm supposed to choose something else or when there's something I want, but the other person wants something different and I'm afraid that I'll offend them. And, and it's true because let's say I want to see one movie and he wants to see another one. Well, that's not a good example, but when it's something like that where there's one thing I want and he wants something else, then I feel bad if I get my way, which is why I'd rather find out that he wants you – know, that, that's where it gets into a mess. Although I, I do I, I do think all of this is getting easier and better the longer we're together. But if it were someone that I was just dating and that I didn't feel that comfortable with, it would be even worse. I get exactly what you're saying. Totally. I just feel like it's it's so much of wanting to please people, yes. not wanting to offend anyone, and not feeling bad for getting what you want. I think that for me, that's a huge one. Because yes. it's like, I don't want people to be mad at me because I get my way. Right. So it's better if you just get your way without it being like, look at me getting mm-hmm. my way. It, comes it also up a might lot. come from yeah. being because you have a lot of siblings, right? It comes up a lot because of that. Where it's like, well, my family does it this way, but if we do it differently or, you know, yeah, it's it can be very stressful. So it's it's, it's like me going to a party. Um, I like a good salt and vinegar chip. Ugh. But if I – yeah, see, but if I like brought a big bag of chips to a party, I would not bring salt and vinegar chips because um, – See, and you don't even get the kind of chips you want. Yeah, but I, I mean I, I'm okay with regular chips. So maybe, maybe so I just do that compromise and I just bring the regular chips rather than what I really want, which is the salt and vinegar chips. So I think that's it's like. Does it breed thing. resentment in your chip center? Uh, I don't actually don't really bring that many chips to parties. Though, <laughs> <laughs> an example. It is like that. So I do think that it is a people pleaser thing, and I think it's a girl thing. Um, uh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I also feel like it's hard for me to just be straight up honest with yes. people. Yes, and I think it comes down to that too, where you just are afraid to be honest, even in your marriage. Yeah. We're talking specifically about no, relationships. No, but I had to learn – exactly. But in my marriage, I had to learn quickly. Like my husband reacts better when I'm just honest right up most front. most guys yes. do. Everybody know, does. Every guy does. But a girl Everyone has does. to learn that because yeah, you, don't, you weird, don't know that. It's like, it's like when you when you see a girl like and, and she's upset and you say, hey, what's wrong? And they say, nothing. Right. I want to I yeah. pull my hair out. But see, I did that at first and then I learned really quickly. My life's happier. His life's happier when I just say – really upset because of this reason and it's really hard for me and it was really hard when we first got married especially because we dated long distance but up until we got married so we were suddenly like thrown into this we live together we're married this is it and it was like all the time I was facing this like I just have to tell him I just have to tell him yes that's how it has to be and I've learned a lot in the year but it's it's great I've had that realization as well that I just because we, he and I both are pretty are sensitive enough that if there's something weird, like if someone's even upset, a tiny bit upset about something, we can feel it. So it's like, okay, what's you know what's going on? So now we're a lot better in terms of actually talking about it. But it, I really had to learn that one as well because I never wanted to be that person who was annoying with and and too sensitive. Exactly, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. But you you guys are all saying yes. Tell tell the guy. Tell the guy. No matter what, yes. Don't don't I, expect us to figure it out. Yeah, especially I if think you're that's talking about exactly what you right. want for dinner. Right, we're not gonna <laughs> fucking figure it out. I right. think we're talking about. <laughs> no. Well, well, no, but I mean, on top of it, like 
if you expect us to figure it out or hope that we will and then we don't, I've been in situations where I don't figure something out and then I am resented because I didn't figure yes. it out, not because of what the original thing is. And that's where I want to kill myself. Yeah. Well, because I, think- I didn't lose, do anything lose. wrong. See, you, exactly. I- you didn't. And I think that <laughs> speaking on behalf of, of women here. All women everywhere. Yes, exactly. Um, I think that I don't think she necessarily would realize that you didn't figure it out. I think she thinks you know and just don't care. Yeah, I don't. I'm so <laughs> stupid. Tell me. Please. Like Yeah. Yeah. I admit to being dumb. Just fucking No, it's bludgeon not even with- it's not dumb. It's Girls no, are complicated. That things that are obvious to things that are obvious to you and me are not even on your radar, right, I think. I'm, that's what I meant. In the arena of yeah. a lot of things that go on in females. <laughs> Yes. Heads. I'm stupid. So just tell me. But haven't there been times where there are women that you're with and you're just and you think, oh, she's too emotional. She's too sensitive. She's too this. And I'm tired of hearing uh, that she's upset about this or blah, blah, blah. Was that the question? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, aren't there? Well, yeah, of course. There there are women like that. Right. There are men like that. But I guess if that woman doesn't tell you what's upsetting her, it's not going to make it any better because you're still going to know she's upset. Correct. Yeah. All right, I feel like we solved yeah. the problem of the sexes. Great. We did Communicate. it. Communicate. Boom. Be honest. Exactly. Um, should we do iTunes comment of the week? Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments. And don't forget to click five stars. All right. This week's iTunes comment of the week comes from Rotinja10 and is titled, Great Show. Allison Rosen is your new best friend is an awesome podcast. Allison is so good at asking questions in a conversation sort of way that you forget that they're doing an interview. Allison is so open and honest about her personal experiences, I really respect her for that, that she seems to get her guests to really open up about their own experiences. Gary brings a lot to the show too, and I hope he contributes more because the opening of every show always gets a good chuckle from me. And I don't, I read this earlier, I don't quite get that. Yeah, I'm not sure if um, this person is talking about the Thursday shows or the Monday shows, but regardless, thank you. Yeah, thanks. It's (laughs) it's extremely sweet. Uh, It finishes up with, you guys keep up the good work, and thank you for entertaining me throughout my work week. Allison was right, and Adam was wrong. Oh, I love hearing that. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I forgot forgot that was in there. (laughs) Clearly, you're... discerning and your assessment of situations is correct um anyway thank you so much for your comment and you guys thank you so much for listening and thank you for your feedback and thank you for telling your friends and um thanks for just being awesome and and thanks for all the nice comments that don't get picked as itunes comments yes i search through them every now and then they're all really nice yeah we're great yeah thank you yes there are there it's, it's a wonderful problem to have there's more than we can read um so thank you so much i think we have a topic sombrero email the topic topic sombrero we asked for topics and you sent them in it's the topic topic sombrero now pick a topic and let's begin it's the topic sombrero all right this week's uh topic sombrero email comes from sarah and it is titled thursday gang butter sandwiches here and by the, way, oh, he, oh, by the way, by the way, for the record, Allison picks these emails. I do. <laughs> I was ready to let this die. Yeah. I need to say something, though. And Gary can back me up. 
This is one of many butter sandwich emails I've received. <laughs> you have no idea how a many. If I search ton. if I search butter sandwich in Gmail, like I'd have to click to get to the next page. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we got butter sandwich. <laughs> we got butter gosh. sandwich opinions coming out the uh, out the ass. Out the ass, that's for sure. Um, all right, hi Thursday crew. I cannot let this butter sandwich blasphemy go on any longer. I know none of y'all are Southerners, so I feel the need to represent for my people. How do you say Halloween? That's the real question. Halloween. Ask the letter what it says. It depends. Gare Bear, I am sorry, but you are wrong. I live in the deep south, South Georgia, near Tallahassee, Florida, and butter sandwiches are deaf a real thing. Gary keeps, sa- <laughs> Gary keeps saying it's, it is toast. My rebuttal is that people down here don't toast the bread, thus it can't be toast. If it is squishy... <laughs> Chris looks so vindicated right now. <laughs> it looks so self-righteous. It is squishy white non-toasted bread with a nice thickish, not two-inch mat. <laughs> layer of spreadable butter. I was rounding up. <laughs> also, some this. people in the South partake in a mayo-only sandwich and sometimes a mayo, pineapple, and American cheese sandwich. This is a holdover from people here being very poor and having no meat for their sandwich. Show is awesome. Y'all are awesome. Keep up the good work. Sarah. Okay. Well, you said mayo in a funny way. <laughs> yeah, I need to that? point that out. <laughs> yeah, you kind of Chris Loxamonted it. Let's not, may- call it, let's not make that a term, but they have mayo. 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 It's okay. But <laughs> hey now. <laughs> hey now. Mayow. Uh what was that? Pineapple American cheese and mayo? Ham. No and, ham. and mayo. Oh, and mayo, I, it was I think. Ham. No, ham would make oh, more sense. Oh, that was the not protein. But right. I got it, got it. Got it. Afford meat. got it. Yuck. See? Sandwich. Isn't pineapple <laughs> wait, pineapple and American cheese. Isn't pineapple expensive? It's a good question. Maybe they maybe it's not that expensive down there. Weird. Hmm. Maybe canned sliced pineapples cheap. Oh, maybe. It's been a really long time since I've had any sort of canned pineapple. Uh, yeah. Same. That'd but... be a good carb. You know, the problem with canned pineapple, it always has a little bit of a metallic taste. And I think, is that the pineapple or the can? And like a weird kind of squishy consistency. Mm-hmm. Right? If you throw it in a mayo and cheese sandwich, though, I doubt you're going to taste the tinniness of the pineapple. Would you eat that? I'd eat anything. Yeah, I was. Come on, what kind of a question is that for Chris? <laughs> Would you enjoy Would it? Like, does it sound good to you? It, it doesn't sound bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose all three of those things have gone in his body at one point. So I suppose the mayo and pineapple is sort of like an am- ambrosia I've, salad. I've so had just that. plus bread no, like, and cheese. Like they do a lot of like burgers now, with, like teriyaki sauce and mayo and pineapple. It's like the sweet tangy. I do with, know, like, yeah, mayo. that. It's like yeah, so. But I don't know. All right. Yeah. Maybe I can get behind that. If you want to email the show, A-R-I-Y-M-B-F, at adamcarolla.com. Okay, I want to tell you guys about a new sponsor. It is The No-No. And remember, Jenna, we were talking about people who carry, people like us, who carry tweezers in our car. Yes. And trying to grab that one man hair that grows out of your chin. <laughs> and then you grab it, and then it, like, it coils up. Anyway, I went home and found one. Really? I like, searched diligently because I thought, what if I had one? And we were sitting there talking about it, and I did. The- Really? Yes. I didn't, you didn't see, see it. it. No. I'm telling you, maybe it grew overnight because it was the next they day. Always, they do. They but sprout. That's horrible. Anyway, this it's is horrible. a hair. This is a hair removal device. It is this this thing that's like no bigger than a cell phone, and there's a couple different tips that you put on it, and then um, there's a wire in it that. And by the way, this is not the official description of it. This is my description of it that that gets hot, um, and then you you glide it along your skin, and it removes the hair. 
And to be perfectly honest, and I don't know if they want me to say this or not, but I'm going to. I was a little bit afraid of it at the beginning. So I'm like, there's this little thing that removes your hair, and that sounds like it would hurt. But then I ha- I, um, I met, using GoToMeeting actually, with them online, and we talked about it. And then at the very end, the woman on the other side of the screen and I, at the same time, used the device together. And it didn't hurt at all. I conquered my fear of it, and I'm glad I did because now I'm I'm – I'm pretty into it because it's super portable and super easy and you can remove hair uh, and you don't have to be in the shower or anything. And again, I I, I say it does not hurt because I was like, there's no way this doesn't hurt. Um, And it actually doesn't. So there you go. Uh, And it's so much cheaper than things like waxing or electrolysis or laser treatments which I have friends who've done that, um, and that is very time-consuming and very expensive. So here's a way to sort of get similar results, but you can do it uh, at the conven- in, in the convenience of your ba- or bathroom, or actually you could be doing it while you watch TV. You can no-no wherever you want, um, and it's the most modern technology to eliminate unwanted body hair. It's a small device. It is painless, no pulling, tearing, or scraping, and works on all skin types and skin colors, and it's effective on both women and men, so you never have to shave, pluck, or wax again, and you can use it on the legs, underarms, face, bikini line. Matt, you could use it on your bikini line. I've been waiting for such a tool. (laughs) Well, here you go. You can order it today at nonobestfriend.com or... 800-508-4815. That's nonobestfriend.com or 800-508-4815 to get the remarkable no-no device and a free travel case, free facial kit to help remove facial hair, $100 discount shopping card, and triple money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, then they'll refund the purchase price, refund the shipping, and even pay to ship it back to them. So you risk nothing. That's, uh, That's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I feel that all products should come with that, uh, and I'm super happy that NoNo does. Uh, so you guys can try it out, and you risk nothing. Again, nonobestfriend.com or 800-508-4815. Okay, let's do Just Mirror Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Michael D. says, I stop the microwave or alter the time of frequently cooked items so my food is at the front when it's done. Um, it took me a little while to wrap my head around this. I think he's talking about when you have one of those rotating plates. Yeah. And that – I mean how do you even do that? He must be – either he knows the um, route traveled by the food or he's standing right there and like stopping it right when it's the front. I think How it's the deep is your microwave? Well, there's some microwaves that have a five second interval and some that have a ten second interval. And yeah, you just learn the timing you, you, of the circle. Yeah, everyone has done this. Yeah. I've never done this. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've also never done. I that. don't. I've never positioned my food with that in mind, but I have certainly been staring at the microwave and figured out. Oh, it goes around once every twelve seconds. Like, yeah. There's, what the hell else are you supposed to do when you're staring at the microwave? Don't Stop. stare Just at yeah, the microwave. I, I, <laughs> That's how I get smart. <laughs> <laughs> but you're supposed to put the food in the center of it, so it wouldn't even be doing a big lap. Oh, I don't. I disagree with that. Really? Yeah. Do tell. 
oh, I have no logic behind this whatsoever, but I feel like it moves more if it's... No, if it's on the outer edge, I feel like it's getting... It's covering more surface area, so it's probably getting cooked for more angles. Oh, that's interesting. Don't some people say, like, there's, like, a sweet spot in microwaves? Like, one... No, Gary's right. Well, here's my logic. Like, why would it... If if it's going to spin, what's the point of putting it in the middle where it's not actually going to move very much? It's obviously spinning because there's an effectiveness to it traveling. There should be, like, a 3D spinning thing, so it, it should be... Like going around so and up, Dif- different. <laughs> You're right. Not if it's fun. Not if it was going fast enough. Well, that's true. <laughs> That'd for, be fun to watch. For a perfectly cooked butter sandwich, you just put it <laughs> on the uh, front and 30 seconds, or less than that, like 20, and it'll come right back at you. <laughs> I've been asking people if butter sandwiches existed since last week, and I've only gotten no's. Just saying, I've only gotten like, no, that's not a thing. I've never heard of that. Boom. Well, no. <laughs> uh, love the drop. Here's the thing. But Chris, I, I've got your back. We're not asking, do butter sandwiches exist? <laughs> like, can you order one at a restaurant? Although it seems that in the South that it, it is a thing. It's more like- I guarantee you if I walked into a restaurant like a diner and I said, hey, can I, can I just get a butter sandwich? <gasps> we have to try this. We do need Bell- to try wait, this. Wait, wait. I have a question. Do you believe- I believe that you could get one, but <laughs> yes. do you believe? Do you believe that if you walked into your average diner in, let's say, New York City and asked for a butter sandwich, the chick would just go, "No problem," and walk away? Or would there be a question? Would well, there be a follow up? Well, if you yeah. ask for anything Toasted? that's not that's not on the menu, of course there's going to be a follow up. Like, like what the fuck are you talking about? That's not real food. <laughs> no. Thank you. <laughs> no, there'd, there'd be like they would they would ask a little bit about it because it's it's white or wheat, sir. It's like going to a bar bar. Tender and asking them for a drink that they, you know, that they uh, don't know the exact recipe for, or something. And then you have to kind of explain it a little bit more. But they'll make it for you, and you'll get you could get a butter sandwich at a restaurant. Oh. And I bet it'd be cheap. Okay, <laughs> I think we need to test this out. And how are we going to determine who wins this argument? If there's a butter sandwich <laughs> in front of me can. at the table when I order it, like if if I get one, and that's fast service. Well, I mean, after I order it. But if, if I get a butter sandwich served to me after asking for one, then they exist. Well, well what, okay. if, what if she says, okay, but if she says something like, do you just mean like toast stuck together? <laughs> In that case, you would fail. Then Chris. I think that that, I think that the point has to go to Gary at that point. Do if you not? The follow up question is anything along the lines of what do you mean? Yes, I agree. It doesn't need no, to be which I, which, I think is, which I think is a safe bet for you because it's not like you're ordering like a rusty nail at a bar. Like butter sandwich is straightforward. Like it shouldn't be that hard. Right. I think that the question is you have to go into a diner and you have to like go to the, the like the oldest, most like, you know, journeyman waitress there who's been there since like the 80s or some shit or hopefully longer and say, has anyone ever ordered a butter sandwich from you? Oh, that's good. I think that's how you settle it because – I believe you could. I believe you could who, tell people there's butter and bread at a fucking sandwich. If you say here's five dollars, I want a butter sandwich. They're gonna make it for you. But you need well, to know whether or not it exists. It exists. Wait, okay. are, what are the terms of what we're? What are we? What are we <laughs> arguing the problem? about? We don't know because I. I'm just I defending think, their existence. They exist. I. Oh, so you think it's a thing, or you think it is a? Okay. Here's no. one argument which I don't think is what we're having. One would be someone says, no, butter sandwich is a real thing. It exists. You can look it up in a recipe book, et cetera. Versus what I think we're having, which is you're saying 
if you put butter in between two pieces of bread, that's a butter sandwich. Yes. And Gary is saying, no, that that's not. That is toast that is wet side together. <laughs> two pieces of toast or two pieces of bread with butter stuck together. He's he is saying that that is that that does not a sandwich make. And you're saying, yeah, that's a butter sandwich, right? That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. If if you eat it like a sandwich, it's a sandwich. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So if you eat it like a sandwich, it's a sandwich. All right. Well, under these so. conditions, under these conditions, I have no grounds with which to argue with Chris because if he's just saying if you put butter and bread together and I say it's a sandwich, then it's a sandwich. How can I argue with that? <laughs> you can't win. That. No, I can't. Yeah. There's, I, I, that's Chris's prerogative. I'm, I'm willing to concede at this point. Really? I mean, I guess so under these new terms Where's that we've your... come up with. Where's your gusto? My your gusto, gusto is in my draw. <laughs> or my drawer. However the hell he says it. <laughs> with my mail. <laughs> All right. Alan, okay. Oh, good. This is going to lead into a, hey, go fuck yourself. Not for this guy. For Paul Bryan. Alan Gambrell says, when driving at night, I'm always blinded by people's low beams and feel blinded half the time anyways by darkness. Um, yes. Well, t- for me, it takes me yeah, a while. Fuck for my- you, Brian. I, <laughs> I, st- I rest my case. <laughs> it takes me a while for my eyes to adjust. No, here's the thing. Okay. The moving on now. So in my... So the other day, I was trying to take a left onto a busy street, and there was a car in front of me also trying to take a left onto a busy street. And um, and we were waiting, and the car – all of a sudden, the door opened, and the guy kind of got out and turned to me and said something that appeared angry, but I couldn't hear. Uh, and I thought, what's he yelling about? Maybe he's saying to go around him. Is his car um, you know, broken down or whatever? And then I realized, oh, my gosh, my brights are on because in my new car it is very very easy to turn the brights on in my old car you you actually you had to like kind of deliberately either i forget if it was push up or push down um, you had to pull the lever towards you i think right? yes yeah. yes that is how it was in a honda you had to pull the turn signal towards you and it wasn't easy to tap it and do it you know you you couldn't turn it on mistakenly but in my new car you just Gently push it forward a tiny bit, and that turns the brights on. So if I'm if I turn the turn signal on like a little too forcefully, it turns the brights on. And it's happened a few times where you want to uh, know why I think that's different because I have this I have the same problem in, when I change cars. Okay. In my old car, when you turn the brights on, the thing would you pushed it forward and it's stuck there. In my new car, you push it forward and it bounces back. Right, but it stays on. Right. Yes. So you don't like there's no it doesn't there's no way to tell like you can't you don't reach for the turn signal and realize oh it's in a different position. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, I've said this to Brian and, um, he said, well, but there's, he, he said it ne- doesn't ever happen to him cause there's that big blue symbol on the dashboard, just staring him in the face, mm-hmm. like right in front of you. And I was like, on oh, mine, it's not really that it's not that like, right. I mean, it's there, but it's, it's a little to the left. It's not like super bright. And he's like, this might be like a, uh, um, women and men, just situational awareness kind of thing. So, Brian. <laughs> hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Look, <laughs> I might be dumb. Don't throw all women under the bus. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that it, uh, and Daniel, who is a man, backed me up when I explained the whole thing to him. And he looked at the day. He's like, yeah, it's, it, it really isn't staring at you in the face. It's right. Up. But also, it's the new car thing. So I'm not, it's like one tiny thing being different. I don't instantly notice it. I'm sure Adam has never for half a second had anything on that he wasn't aware was on. But he has a knowledge of every aspect of everything. 
That's his uh, talent. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tim says, whenever I'm in traffic with a booming stereo near me, I'll scan the FM stations to match it. No, I don't do that. I that think sounds that's, fun. Yeah. I think that's a thing of the past. I'm willing to bet that 70% of the people, I guess it depends where you live, but certainly yeah. in LA, everyone's listening to like an iPod. There's no way you're going to find the station. Yeah. Right. Keep, like, BITD. Trying, I, used to, I used to do it. Um, <laughs> as I said, when you would mat, you'd see someone singing along and the, when their windows closed, you could try to find the station to see if they're what song they're singing. David Muth says, if a colleague is paces behind me and I don't want to talk upon turning a corner, I'll jog some quick steps to gain distance. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. The problem is you can't do that in this particular building. No. It's way too small. I would run right into somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, they would take four steps and they'd catch up to me and be like, why are you walking toward the wall back there? No, the only time that that happens here is like if someone is at the – like, okay, I was about to enter the building and Dawson parked in the parking spot in the parking lot that's the furthest away. And I thought, oh, now I don't know, I don't know what to do because if I wait by the door, which would be um, friendly, but it would also be that thing where then he's going to feel compelled to speed up. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead I just went in, but then I thought this feels a tiny bit rude, but I feel like that's the only time in this building door parking lot mechanics. We're talking door ethics though. Yes. Not being in the hallway and trying to outrun your colleague. You're right. But I agree. I agree with you. I right. used to do it at the daily show all the time because yeah. we had lots of long hallways and weird corners and winding things. And I would like, oh, no, this person's coming. And I would just go as fast as I could down the hallway to turn. It must be really weird for the person who actually has to talk to you, though, because they, like, they see the back of your heel and they turn the corner and they're like, where would they go? I feel like Adam does that after every show to Matt. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Where you have to chase him out, you mean? Have you not seen me running and waving my pad at him? I have, Yeah. <laughs> Where's Adam? Actually, he left the building. What? We were supposed to do reads. That's not you. That's usually someone else. I have chased him all the way out this parking lot and up the side <laughs> street to the bigger intersection out there and then this... was running up and watching him make a right at the stop sign. I was like, I'm not yeah. catching him now. A but trick... I have. I've gone that far. And that used to be Mike Lynch with his laptop chasing Adam. Like, when they were, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, and like a trick like Mike would do is like he would get in between at, – like he would get so you would – Adam would be able to close his door. He would just – Kind of just stick himself like, the in between ca- the door the and the car and just kneel down so Adam couldn't close his door and he can go over things with Adam. Because, like, that's how quick Adam is sometimes to get out of here and you have to, like, chase him. Yeah. I worry that I am or have adopted the Adam thing of um, the less time you spend around the people you work with, the more you're actually getting paid. And by by <laughs> that – you've heard him explain that, right? The, but but by that, what I mean is like showing up right before and then leaving right after. Um, or sometimes with my own show, showing up 10 minutes after the time that I was supposed to show up. But that's a, that's a separate problem. That's. But I used to always be – when it was anything performance-related, I would show up with like a healthy amount of time before I was supposed to be either on camera or on stage or whatever. And now I feel like I've I've – started cutting it really close, which seems okay, but I think that it's less common. Like, I think that most people who have to perform like to show up early. Um, I think it's just a preference thing. Like, you and Adam, you you guys cut it pretty close. Uh, whereas, like, Dr. Drew or Larry Miller, those guys will be here, like, 30 minutes before, like, whatever time it would be to be early. Like, they're always here super early, and I, I don't get it. They're pretty professional. Yeah. Drew's called me and told me he's going to be late about seven times. I think in the course of 
the time we've been here, and the latest he's been was three minutes early. <laughs> yeah, it's like if he's not if he's not early, he's late. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, in my head, all of a sudden, it's turned into if you're supposed to be somewhere at five, then four fifty eight is a perfectly fine time to arrive. Where you is it used? To, like I remember. With when I used to do red eye all the time, they would want you to arrive, I don't know, maybe 40 minutes ahead of time and then do makeup and all that. And I always felt like that was cutting it too close because I'd be in the makeup chair moments before I was supposed to be on camera. That was their schedule. But I always felt much better if I was there with like a healthy amount of time ahead of time. And yeah, I feel like I feel like I need to recalibrate because I'm turning into this cutting it close human being. I think it's okay to do that. I would do it more often, but I have I have issues with being in the car and feeling like I'm going to be late. Yes. That to me is what drives me crazy. I wouldn't even mind being a minute late, but I hate seeing that minute pass by while I'm still in the car and I realize that I'm still 10 minutes out. Like there's nothing worse than that for me. So I always end up getting there early or right on time, mostly because I'm going to be so much more comfortable just mentally. I can drive, listen to my music. Mm -hmm. And if I'm there a few minutes early, then I'll just, I will rather sit in my car for a few minutes and finish whatever podcast I'm listening to. It's, way worth it than the stress of being potentially super late you know what when you guys fly how early do you like to be because that's the one thing why i i really really don't like to be late because i i mean i really like to have extra time because i don't like that feeling of oh shit i'm gonna miss the flight yeah i always i always get there super early but then i i get there too early i'm there right now oh wow yeah really (laughs) early for like till february (laughs) so yeah i know (laughs) crazy (laughs) i'm uh i'm at brookstone this is an amazing go-to-meeting podcast you're doing here. <laughs> I'm a reclining massage chair at Brookstone. Joel Tamulak says, I wince when I hear the name of Quebec's largest city pronounced Montreal. It's bad French and it sounds creepy. Chris, how do Am you I say saying it? it? Oh, yeah. How do you say it? Montreal. That's correct. What, are you supposed to say like Montreal? <laughs> like make well, it really Frenchy Frenchy? I, I want to pronounce it the way he wrote it. Montreal. 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 I thought Montreal. That- Maybe that's with a Canadian accent. You guys realize you're making him wince like all over <laughs> every single time you Everyone who's watching this guy with headphones on. Right. Like, out. Sorry, Joel. I thought that is how they say it though. Montreal. Do What's you speak the- French? No. I mean, it would I be French Montre- a little bit. Montreal in French. I don't know. I'm just I, guessing because I, I took that's one Canadian year of high school French. French accent, oh, um, okay. Maybe. Oh, this is a Canadian JMO. Come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> it looks the same, but it's slightly more expensive. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Laurel Crisafuli says, I read five bucks, and that is the dollar sign, and then five, and then bucks, as five dollars bucks. That makes me crazy. Choose between the dollar sign and the bucks. Yeah, I know what you mean. I will... I mean, I know what you mean in that I'll accidentally do that. <laughs> not, that it, not that it bothers me. It does seem like putting the dollar sign just sort of connotes uh, currency. Yes. So, like, you might put five bucks, but if you don't put the dollar sign in, like, it just doesn't feel like you're making right. a currency. Well, I think for, like, Subway, if they don't do that, then some guy's going to go in and be like, five bucks? And do that stupid joke where it's like you hit the person. Isn't that what? Isn't oh, that, I don't know this, this one. This is like a joke a, where I grew up. Like, do like, you want five bucks? Elementary school, and then yeah. you're like, yeah. And then they hit you five times. And you just the girl in the face like wow. five times. Yeah. That's what happened to me growing up. So I feel like Subway or places that are advertising five bucks, they have to put the dollar sign or some someone's going to come in there and beat somebody up. employees, man. <laughs> Does buck mean hit? I, like, I think so. 
When you're seven, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you don't know the proper meaning of words. Do you remember? Um, I will look it up later. <laughs> no, no, you're you're correct. Like that. Okay, it's happen. a thing. Oh, that's right? a yeah. thing. Okay, that's definitely it is a thing. A thing. Yeah. Okay, okay. Do you remember when people would have spanking machines at birthday parties? Ugh. Torture. What? what? Sure don't. Yeah. Well, oh, oh really? How are we spanking machines? <laughs> yeah. Like we're not an actual machine, right? Like where no. everyone at the party everyone gets to uh, oh no. yeah, Chris, It wasn't like Chris a Temple Grandin sort exactly. of situation. No, it was somehow you on a it's, conveyor your, belt. it's your birthday and then it'd be like, spank you machine. And what was it though? Everyone would spank you? For like as many years old as you were, yeah. I oh, think. It's like we did birthday young socks. hazing. Yeah, we used to punch each other in the arm. For... Birthday bucks. Birthday bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the same thing. Just more painful it sounds like. I'm just really glad I had nice friends growing up because I well, never was physically abused because of my I'm birthday. not sure I ever I don't, had I don't it happen to no, me. No, I just saw it happen. Exactly. Like, I just know that it was a thing or I saw it somewhere. It's like a... It's well, a nightmare. It's a recurring hazing. nightmare. You can't be told about it, but you've heard about it. <laughs> right. Sure. Right. Did you guys enjoy the pinata? Did you do pinatas at uh, birthday parties? Yes. Yeah. I, did. I, I love did pinatas. I did enjoy it. You did? Yes. My family has a pinata every Christmas Eve. So we're big into the pinata thing. I feel like I barely even made contact with the paper mache thing because you know they they the blindfold lifts- you and then they spin oh. you around. We don't do that in our house. Oh yeah, my mom was like, "Too many things could break." We just because we do it inside. It's cold in Utah. Oh, so you just do it without a blindfold? Mm-hmm. Oh, that just sounds fun. It is. It's way fun. Yeah. And then do a bunch of graham crackers fall out? Like, what's in it? <laughs> Diet Coke. <laughs> just tons and tons of Diet Coke. Um, I was at a party about a month ago, an adult party. Not an adult party, but for someone older. Right. And they had a pinata. <laughs> <laughs> they had a spanking machine at this party. It was really weird. Um, no, but they had a pinata, and at one in the morning, everybody just in super party mode, attacked this pinata. Instead of being filled with candy, it was filled with, like, bad drugs that you should not do as an adult. Are you serious? But you know what? Everyone at the party did, and it was an awesome party. What was it filled with? You know, marijuana and certain pills and certain things like that. But this was an amazing pinata. Don't look at me. I wasn't at this party. He was not at that party. He was not. Why are you being so vague? Tell us what it had. I just told you. Okay. But, I mean, was it joints or was it, like, Uh, No, it was, like, little uh, little plastic cases, like, filled with, like, a gram or something. And what it, was the pinata shape? Yeah. And like a horse. Like it looked just like a regular pinata. And we did it at like 1.30 in the morning and they were, everyone was going crazy over this thing. And of course the cops got called because who hits a pinata at 1 in the morning? It was a great Druggies? party though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> people who want to have a great time. What kind of pills were in it? Uh, just like ecstasy, molly, things like that. <gasps> It's fun. It was a good time. Club drug Molly. It, it <laughs> Molly. I just I googled Molly the other day to to learn more about it. Did everyone just hear Jenna's like inhale <gasps> so deeply? She was leaning back. <laughs> she was way away from the mic. I was like, <gasps> I think she she passed out for a little. I bit. I did. I blacked out. It was my own. Coincidentally, so did Matt at that party. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, I'm good, man. I feel like I have I've passed that window where that could be fun. I feel like we all have. (laughs) What are you guys talking about? Well, I guess you said that. It was people that are too old to be doing these drugs, but they did them anyway. Well, yeah, but really, Gary? You wouldn't have fun at that party? I'm sure it would have been Yeah, you're a fucking liar. He'd have a great time. Didn't mean for that to get all serious, guys. Yeah. No, I, I'm just pinatas. pensive. I mean, no, well, I just learned about Molly, so <laughs> I'm just trying to wrap my head around this whole party. Okay, I have, here's a grandma question. Yeah. What's the difference between Molly and ecstasy? I think it's the same thing. No, it's Molly worse. Molly is pure MDMA, right? Correct. Sure. And ecstasy is what? 
is MDMA is the is the active ingredient in ecstasy, uh-huh. and then but like ecstasy before Molly was like mixed with other shit. Speed. It's you that know, was always I, that, that was always the fear. You never knew. Right. Like, that was why if you, at those raves they had those tents where you could get your shit tested because mm-hmm. it was some people would do coke, some would do speed, some would do meth. It was it was never mixed with anything good. Right. I mean, when I I remember. When I first learned about it and when everyone was going to raves and I was going to go to one, but then I didn't go to one. <laughs> I did the same um, thing. Really? Yeah. I really so I was I. so into almost going to a rave. It sounded really like a decent idea and then it just – no. I probably st- – somewhere there are probably still a bunch of flyers with big mushrooms on them and things. And you remember – oh, you'd call a number and it'd be oh. like, uh, like, DJ f- – Flabby Bruxton, <laughs> DJ Flabby Bruxton Productions brings you Magical Mushroom Night. I think that's what it was. My, my one of my roommates who no longer lives with us, he does those types of events. Not not he Molly. Promotes. Yeah, he's like a promoter. They still do that stuff all the time. And I should say that he's, this party, by the way, while not a rave, had a silent disco. You heard about that before? No, that, no. All right, oh, so no, that's cool. Those this are cool. is really cool. This was on a much smaller scale because it was just a house party, but they do this at raves now. And the idea is that everybody who goes into the party has wireless headphones that are synced up to certain amount of stations. So this party I was at, there are three different stations, and depending on what station you are listening to, your headphones are that color. So if you're walking around the party, everyone's got headphones on, you, it's essentially a silent party. You don't, you're just hearing people talking and chattering. But when you put the headphones on, you'll see, like, clusters of different colors because everyone's dancing to that song. Oh, that's and neat. Like, oh, go to the red channel. Go to the red. That and everyone is kind of cool. just, like, taps their headphone. And again, I was there at a house party, so it was maybe 20, 30 people. But I know that they do those at, like, those big raves now, too. That would just be amazing, I think. It's like a sea of lights. It's so cool. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it's really fun. What I was going to say is back in the day when I almost went to one of these, what they would say is if you did ecstasy, your back would hurt the next day. Does that happen with Molly? Do you know? Um, and you guys have heard that. That's why you didn't go because you're afraid your back was going to hurt? No, back. I didn't go because I was afraid of everything. Oh, yeah. But I'm that's just saying I, go. I didn't do ecstasy because I was afraid my back would hurt. I would say I had never heard anything about back. I really? See, always maybe heard this rumors is... about just feeling like absolute dog shit the next day, which specifically it was supposed to be your back. Yeah. I mean, back. But this is I'm older than you guys, so this was this was what they would say way back when, mm. 1890s. All I remember is watching an Oprah where she like held up. She had a doctor, and they held up pictures of people's brains after ecstasy, and there were like giant holes in their brains. Oh, you gotta be careful. You just gotta be careful. <laughs> Maybe that was I also agree. some other Absolutely kind of careful. ecstasy. The only reason I didn't go to rave was when I was a freshman. I was afraid that people would just stick needles in me when I don't want them to. <gasps> Scary. Like walking around. I just thought I'd get needles stuck in me. Like, I don't want that. That's then, a horrible that social happen? anxiety yeah. to have. <laughs> my God. I didn't yeah, go. does that happen? Is that a thing? No. No, okay, I'm just, just curious. in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> All right. Jason Dick says, I hate sneezing while driving because I think that I'll get in a wreck during the microsecond that my eyes are shut. Yes, whenever I sneeze while I'm driving, I always think, this seems dangerous. Are you, do you sneeze, like, are you a single sneezer or do you have, like, a large grouping of sneezes? No, I don't. I'm not a cluster sneezer. Yeah, Sometimes I one or two. I think more dangerous for that. But I'm I, not like that either. Yeah, we know Gary is. Gary's <laughs> a cluster sneezer. Yeah, it's extremely dangerous. Yeah. But my sneezes can be forceful. Mm-hmm. Right, if they're like a violent sneeze and yeah. you twist the wheel while you do it. Right. Well, um, I'm I'm a big sneezer too, and just to let you guys know. And so when I when I'm driving, <laughs> humble if, brag. If I, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I feel if I feel a, a big one coming up, 
like I'll I'll be so aware of my surroundings that when I do close my eyes for that one that split second, I know where I am. So yeah. you kind of well, it's not like I get lost when I see. <laughs> you you no, will imagine you're somewhere. Totally <laughs> I'm with Chris. I have like precautions if I feel a big wave of sneezes coming yeah. on. Yeah, like yeah. All right. Gary sneezes so many <laughs> times, like in a row. He's he's probably the worst I've ever seen. What's Thanks. your record? Thanks, buddy. Because I do the cluster sneeze. It's definitely sneeze double too. digits. I've I've heard him go <gasps> well, double. Yeah, digits. you beat me then. Yeah. I, I think I've gotten up to like eight. Wow. Yeah, but usually by the time I get to something that's worth counting, I'm so frustrated that I just want to stop. <laughs> I just have a headache. You know what you need? What do I need, Allison? Legal Zoom. Boy, do I. <laughs> 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 I was going to try to tie it into sneezing. I'm I, find, that's proving difficult. I'm going to set up my Gary Sneezes LLC. <laughs> yes, that's right. There are two reasons why now is the perfect time to start your your Gary Sneezes LLC business. One, the economy is picking up, and the longer you wait, Gary, the longer you delay your potential success, someone else is going to snap that up. God, i got to get on it now. Now. And two, you can incorporate your business or form an LLC at LegalZoom.com for just $99, which is nothing compared to the tons of money GarySneeze.com is going to be lining your pockets with. Uh, LegalZoom's online process guides you step-by-step, and you get total customer support. It couldn't be easier. LegalZoom provides self-help services at your specific direction and can connect you to an attorney, but they're not a law firm, so you save a pile of money. And you get an extra discount when you enter Allison in the referral box at checkout, so don't put it off. For incorporation, trademarks, patents, and more, just go to LegalZoom.com right now, and remember, use the discount code Allison. That's LegalZoom.com, discount code Allison. Okay, Back to just mirror everyone. Just a couple more. Vanessa says, I'm obsessed with all those oil blotting papers and looking to see how, how much oil they remove. I've never used them, but I'm interested in them. Do you I went them? through a phase where I was obsessed with them as well. It was when I lived in New York more than here. Where my you can skin get really was, shiny, yeah. Yeah, my skin was grosser. It was just dirtier in New York. But I did go through a phase where I understand where you like, it's almost like you want your face to be oily. So that you feel so like that you're you peeling it, it off. off. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do they really work? Oh, yeah. Do they leave you matte afterwards? Mm-mm. Clinique sells good ones. They're awesome. You just kind of go like this or wherever you're oily, and then you open it up, and uh, it's awesome. But, I mean, what does your skin <clears throat> look like afterwards? Nothing. It just... doesn't look like you did anything. Huh. It just, like, soaks up any extra gunkity gunk. But, yeah, it doesn't, like, wipe Men, your makeup you off either. Too. Oh, I use it all the time just on pizza with a paper towel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would yes. be fun. <laughs> Javier Juarez Jr. says, uh, just me or everyone, hate the live version of my favorite songs. Yeah, Hashtag actually. Jomo. I, I just like that. <laughs> um, pretty much, yeah. It's too bad. Why is it that the live version? Well, I disagree. Th- there's some exceptions, but not disagree. that many. It depends on the type of music. Yeah, if you love Katy Perry, you probably won't like her live as much. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, that's... Right? Yeah, that's actually extremely true. Thank you. So then what... I mean, I'm sure that if you're into a noodly jam band, you like the live version. Yeah. If you love Fish... I'm sure sure Mike Lynch loves nothing more than live Fish. I've heard him listen to live versions of it in the car endlessly. Well, that's what you do. It was just one song, actually. (laughs) I know. It seemed like that was many albums. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I think I have... um, I have an X album... That has some live versions of his songs, which is fine, but I think I would rather listen to the studio albums. Well, wait, is he is what he's saying he he hates seeing his favorite songs performed live or he hates listening to the live version recordings? He didn't indicate, but I'm going to guess the latter because that's what I feel like. 
Okay. I disagree. I, lo- I like live versions. I mean, I don't you like, like to every... listen to that, though? I mean, I, I like yeah, to I see like a band. To I love albums. seeing a band live. I, lo- but... I love listening to live albums. More than the recorded version? I mean, the studio it, version? It depends. Like, there's some bands that sound better live, and there's some bands that don't. Um, but, yeah, there, I definitely have some bands that I really enjoy their live album better. I always feel tricked by live albums because it's never the same concert. Like, it's always over a couple different nights, and then they Sometimes. put it all together. So every time I listen to live albums, maybe this is a JMO, I always listen to hear the size of the crowd that's, like, cheering at the beginning of end of each song. Because it fluctuates. Why do you feel tricked by that? Because if I'm going to go pay to see a band live, I'm going to see, like, one continuous performance. I'm not going to get to see their best live. I guess it would be better that way. So maybe, yeah. maybe it's tricking me in a good way. But for some reason, when I see that there's, like, a live album, I feel like... You feel like it says, should be one recorded one Yeah, because a lot of times it'll say, you know, like, Dave Matthews live at Red Rocks or something. And maybe that's one where that is one performance. I don't know. Is that one that you... I don't even have that album. I have <laughs> you other, don't even? I have other sure. Dave, album, Dave Matthews band albums, not that one. A lot of, a lot of stand-up albums do that, too. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yes. it's just weird. Tra- using the word tricking, it's just, I don't know, it throws me off, I guess is really the word for it. Yeah. I don't feel duped. Are you Dave Matthews... Are you a DMB fan? I was in high school. I loved Dave Matthews Band in high school. And Have you ever seen him live? Yeah, I did. I saw him so at the Hollywood Bowl. Did you find it to be a sea of douchebags? Way bags? too long. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was all right. I, I just think that they do long performances of every song, even if it's not a long song to begin with. Um, but yeah, Dave Matthews, not like my favorite band in the world, but you know they put an album a couple years ago that I actually thought was really good. It reminded me a lot of what I loved when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. That's the best. I don't know about you guys, but I find I only listen to the high school albums even if that band is still making yes. music. And yeah. like I loved like this one I'll be honest about. I loved Bare Naked Ladies in high school. Both the real thing and the band. And <laughs> they they're still making music and it's just it's just not the same, you know? I know. And I want to like it because I still love all that old stuff, but it I don't even know what it is. It's just like the right time when they made those albums. I yeah, I have that I, I have a very similar thing. Well it's like like I really like old Aerosmith, but I really have no no desire to listen to any Aerosmith that has been made in the last 20 years. Right. But I feel like that's Aerosmith. I Could feel be. like that's them. But I also I, – but I know what you mean. Okay, so I actually really liked Dave Matthews Band when I first heard them when I was in college. Um, but then I think I went to a show and then I just – it was just a scene that I did not want to be a part of. And – I kept going back and forth. So I'm like, I like the music, but I don't like everything else. That's and weird. eventually I just fell off. I just I just got out from under the table. Stop dreaming. Oh, nice. I was reading like an interview with the, the singer from Tool. Cause he's, he, Maynard like, Keenan, is that his name? Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. And yeah, he was talking about like how he hates, like he hates, like the, like you see how you could see a guy in a Tool shirt and automatically think he's a douchebag. And, like he's like aware of it. So he like, I don't know. It was, it was just really interesting like how he's he totally knows about it. That's interesting. I didn't think that Tool had that following though i think it does like he says he hates the fact that like you could just see like some idiot in a tool shirt and yeah. it just ruins them um you know what i was thinking recently what happened to les claypool and primus did you guys ever listen to primus they do the south park song don't they it sounds like they probably do so. but beyond I'm that right. whatever happened I never listened to their music, but I always heard that guy's name as just being like this legendary Les Claypool, yeah. Yeah. But I've I have no no knowledge. I never got into Primus. Yeah. I need to correct myself. Now I after this happened on the last episode, I was worried that a lot of people were going to be just all up in my biz on Twit. Er Up in my biz on Twit. Er. But it didn't no, happen er. at all. Uh which means 
I'm going to say, anyway, so when I was talking about newfound glory <laughs> on the last episode, on the way home, I realized, wait a minute, that's not at all who I meant. I meant brand new, but yes. they're, um, I confused them because of the word new. It's been happening to me more and more. My brain is turning into just kind of a imprecise tag cloud. And when I reach for something, I grab the a word or a memory. I just grab the wrong one and I'm not aware of it. So to anyone who noticed that I was saying a whole bunch of shit that didn't make sense about Newfound Glory, <laughs> I also know that now too. And thank you. She All texted right. me that night. I did. Well, because I felt like my, I felt like uh, any cred I might have had, I've just squandered, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for clearing it up. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you guys so much. For doing the show. Um, and thank you for listening. We have a ringtone available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. You can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Question. Someone told me that at New Best Friend is available. And I'm wondering, and please, if you hear this, don't go grab it. I'm wondering <laughs> if I should just change from at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F to at New Best Friend. Do no. you think? No? Because A-R-I-Y-N-B-F has less characters, so you can type longer messages. Yeah, but I feel like it's not – what if it's not associated enough with the show? I mean it is though, uh, I guess. For me it is, but I guess just – New Best just... Friend isn't available, so it's a moot point. Well, I, no, I mean I think that it's like inactive, right? Someone's just sitting on it? Yeah. Because the guy was saying that I could contact Twitter. You know, they're easy to reach. <laughs> and just ask if I – say it's inactive and ask if I could have it or something. I don't know. So you're saying stick with A-R-I-O-M-B-F? That's a tough one. I don't know. I've had an acronym for my podcast is my Twitter handle. Don't you like hate three it? Years. It's fucking horrible. Nobody yes. ever knows it. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking. Okay, great. <clears throat> All right. All right. Any, okay, next question, guys. In Really, how do I reach Twitter? Okay, you can follow – but you can follow the show's Twitter feed. 1-800-Twitter. Dear Twitter. Yeah. At A-R-I-O-M-B-F. You can follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. You can for, – for Matt, go to – there will be spoilers.com. You, you can follow me at TWBS Podcast, but I don't think you're going to remember that. No. But listen, uh, if you want some more Halloween goodness, Chris was on my show. It's available now. If you want to hear what Chris would do if he moved into a haunted house or if he was in the middle of a field and attacked by zombies, you'll get your answers. There will be spoilers.com. Uh, and Chris, where should we go for you? Um, check out there will be spoilers.com <laughs> on uh, the newest and latest Halloween episode. Thanks, Chris. Excellent. And Jenna? Follow me on Twitter at Jenna Kim Jones. All right. Thank you guys so much. I love you. Am I leaving anything out? I don't think I am. Okay. Bye, you guys. Love you. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? Show. Yeah.
is Corolla Digital. Visit LegalZoom.com to save on your legal needs, like wills for $69, LLCs for $99 plus filing fees, and also get access to a network of legal plan attorneys for guidance. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but provides self-help services at your specific direction. Enter discount code ALLISON for more savings at LegalZoom.com. That's discount code ALLISON.